Hi, this is Leadership and Lattes. I'm Crystal Roberts. I'm here virtually with my co-host, Trisha Rhine. Danielle Lord, our other co-host, is not with us today. We're happy that you've joined us. Today, we will be talking about the importance of letting go and some of those bittersweet moments. So as we think about this year coming to a close, and today is actually the last day of the year, we'll be talking about some of the things that are important to think about as we um, start a new year and let go of some of the things that um, are important to us, but also maybe um, maybe time uh, so that we can move forward. And one of those things that we'll be letting go is actually the podcast. So the Leadership and Lattes, we've had a great time. We're gonna spend a little bit of time today reviewing um, some of the uh, things that we've learned from this podcast. We um, want to show our appreciation to you, our listeners, for, um, for coming uh, and listening and showing up every time. And um, we want to um, just kind of live some of the memories um, that we've had along the way and some of the things that we've learned and we hope you've learned um, as well. Um, we really feel like uh, we want to celebrate the accomplishments. Uh, we think we have achieved what we wanted to achieve with the podcast. Um, we've learned a lot. We hope you have to, we hope we've, that it's made a positive difference to you. Um, and during this, you know, it was an important, helpful time and a helpful place for you to go during this really uncertain time, these last couple of years. And by letting, letting go, we've learned that we, it's important to do that so that we can make room for new things um, to come. So before we jump in, Trisha, how was your weekend? My weekend has been, well, it hasn't become yet. We're on, we're on the last day of the year. So my <laughs> weekend, last weekend was great. It was Christmas. So yeah. Um, yeah, it has been, but this week has been interesting because, you know, I, I realized something about myself this week that, um, and I may not be alone in this, but I realized that I'm really good at putting Christmas up but I'm not so great at taking it down. Oh. <laughs> and it's, there's just something about, you know, packing your bag and going on a trip and being all excited. And so when you get home, having to unpack your bag takes a lot longer and it's not as fun. It's the same thing with Christmas for me. So I have been uh, taking ornaments off the tree today and thinking about you know, I really don't want to take this tree apart or take it down, but I'm going to have to do it because the new year is just hours away. So, but I've had a great week. It's been wonderful. I took the week off and I've, I've had a chance to connect with people and get out in the snow and enjoy, enjoy some of what the Northwest has to offer. It's wonderful. How about yourself? Yeah, um, I also had the week off and it's been a really great time to um, connect with family and um, yeah, I've loved um, the snow. It's been gorgeous. And um, just to take some time to reflect. And so I felt like this was such a great time to do this podcast mm -hmm. because um, it has been given me some time to do some reflection to say what as we go into 2022, 
uh, hard to say that one. It's like, wow, I can't believe we're already here to 2022. Yeah. You know, what do we want to take forward into the year? And, and what do we need to leave behind? And uh, I was thinking about it almost when we think about, um, you know, at Christmas time, holiday time, we often get packages and get, um, you know, gifts from people. And if we don't let some of that go, some of um, our our old stuff go, mm -hmm. then our house just gets more packed and more packed and more packed and um, never more than with kids, right? So we've got all their toys. And <laughs> so going through that process of letting go, of, of sorting through and what really matters to me now, such an important process. Otherwise we just get overwhelmed with all the stuff, whether it's a physical mm -hmm. stuff or emotional stuff or um, just what's going on in our lives. So this is such an important um, time. And so I spent a little bit of time this last week since I wasn't at work um, reflecting and thinking about what are the things I wanna bring forward into 2022 and what are the things that we want, to, what do I wanna let go of? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you that know, can when be you hard. Say that, it reminds it reminds me of the saying, it was just an old saying that used to you know, circulate a lot when I was little and it was out with the old and in with the new. And, mm. and it was really, you know, my mother took that to heart, man. It was like, if we don't use it, if we don't use it in six months or a year, it's gone. And I wish I had really taken that to heart because I do have a room that is not out with the old in with the new. It's just in with the new, in with the new. So <laughs> I'm yeah, pack it in, pack it in. Yeah. <laughs> We've all got the drawers and the room yes. right, that, that represent that. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for me, um, and, it, and we talked about that it's cold here in the Pacific Northwest. We've gotten some snow we actually had a, a white christmas which was mm -hmm. i think they said like the second or third one in 50 years or something and um so uh even though it's uh cold here i still have my iced um tea with me <laughs> <laughs> but wherever you are grab a cup and let's talk about leadership so i wanted to share um one thing just to kick us off um I got this, it's a beautiful book. Got this book um, from a good friend of mine uh, named Trisha, who gave me <laughs> this book um, called Atlas of the Heart um, by Brene Brown. And of course I love Brene Brown and we've talked about Brene Brown and um, her work around you know courageous leadership and vulnerability. And um, one of the things in this book that she um, talks about is the emotion of bittersweet. And I loved that term. And uh, the definition they use is um, bittersweet is a mixed feeling of happiness and sadness. And then there's a quote here by Mark Parent from Believing It All. The bittersweet side of appreciating life's most precious moments is the unbearable awareness that those moments are passing. So I thought, yeah, bittersweet. That's how I feel right now at this day before the new year, uh, a mixture of happiness and sadness, anticipation and um, I wouldn't say regret, but anticipation and 
maybe that little bit of sorrow of letting letting go mm-hmm. of the year. Um, and whoa, what a year, right? 2021. Everyone thought, yeah, this is going to be, um, you know, the year that is not 2020. And I think we kind of relived 2020 and 2021. It was just, I think there's some things that we definitely are ready to let go of. No, no sadness and letting go of some of 2021. No, and I think that people are probably, some people may be thinking 2022 is the not 2021. Yeah. (laughs) So you you can keep saying that. And, you know, the reality is that I think um, that we are, we're not going to see a return to old. And maybe that's not so bad, you know? Yeah. I think to your point, we can hold on to those things that are still serving us. We can hold on to those things that we want to have memories about or that we want to use as um, as insights and, and um, the wisdom that we're gaining from the past without having to latch ourselves onto the past and not let go because you know progress is what it is and unless you're willing to move forward progress just doesn't happen and we're in a time that is so exciting right now for people may not realize or they may not agree with me but i do believe that we are in an exciting time right now this is when people are sometimes at their most creative at their most um inventive because out of necessity. They have to think of some new ways to do things. And sometimes that sparks absolute energy and and a new love, a new excitement for life. And, you know, that's that's what life's about, I think, for at least for me, that's what life's about. You know, I've spent my whole life changing. I've had no choice, you know, even when I was a kid, being in the a military brat, I moved every year. So change was something I was pretty good at. When I became an adult, I had to realize that you don't always move every year. (laughs) And change for me was staying put in one spot and having to learn how to have relationships beyond a year. So, you know, but but we're in this time now where, you know, people who haven't had that experience are are trying to just keep up. And maybe it does require a little bit of, to your point earlier, letting go of some things. And then you have capacity to drink in some of the new and more exciting things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So I wanted to sort of center us um, and, and you're really the expert around the bridges model. And we've talked a lot about that in this podcast is um, the difference between change and transition and when we think about transitioning into this new year, so when we think about, um, can you just um, center us a little bit uh, and remind our listeners about um, that model? Sure, thank you. Um, you know, the Bridges model is based on the idea that for something new to start, something else has to end. So you can't really start a new unless you end an old it may be as simple as, you know, buying a new computer, the old one may not work any longer. So you let go of that one. And even though you knew it by heart and you loved everything about it, even its glitches, it's time to let it go and, and get something new. And it's never really as easy as that. Often it is um, 
stopping an old job and starting a new job, stopping a relationship and starting a new one. And all of that requires your heart and your head. And until your heart and your head are into it, until your heart and your head are ready to embrace the new, you're going to sit somewhere. And so in the Bridges model, that sitting somewhere is either never letting go of the ending, which is not progress at all and can be pretty detrimental, to hanging out in the neutral zone, which is that big, foggy, murky, muddy middle, which is that place where you don't know where you sit, what your what your role is, you know, what you're going to have to do differently, um, what your identity is going to be. And you, you question everything. And it's it can be scary for some. And for some, it can be exciting because for the first time, they may be gaining new skills. They may be going back and learning new things. They may be exploring something they've never done before and, and realize that, oh, I actually like this. And when you've had enough time in the middle, in that neutral zone, and you feel confident enough and you feel comfortable enough with the unknown, then you step into the new. So in the Bridges model, it's letting go of the ending hanging out in the middle in the neutral zone and then when you're ready stepping into the new and it doesn't always mean you step there forever you may not like exactly where you are in the beginning and you may jump right back into the neutral zone but eventually you will move into the new and if you do you've grown you've grown skills experience and you've grown resilience it's it's a it's a trust trusted tried and true model that i have never seen not work yeah thank you thank you for sharing that and like you said it's a trusted and tried uh and true model and i think for me as i look at that model and and look at um my life <laughs> mm -hmm. my work life my personal life it it actually works in both it, it, it really, um, it's, it sounds really simple, but when you think about what are the important pieces of that, how do we make these um, transitions, mm -hmm. even when it's something really, really positive. And one of the things that I had happened this year that was a really positive thing, um, I felt this, uh, model, I, I, the feelings I had around it, um, I could explain through this model. And that was super helpful for me to say, mm -hmm. gosh, I, you know, I really, I found out, um, I'll just tell the story really quick. Um, Trisha, of course, you know, my story that um, I've, um, well, 18 years ago, they found um, cancer, I had cancer. And um, I went through radiation and surgery and um, lots of lots of things happened. But in the end, um, I had to be monitored for the next, well, for my whole life, they told me I'd be, need to be monitored. And this um, past um, summer, when I went in for my check-in, uh, they basically based it said you are cancer free and that I didn't have to come back because it had been 18 years since um, 
since they had uh, discovered it. So um, that was obviously a huge, huge um, positive thing for me. I never thought I'd hear those words. And because of new research, they knew that they didn't have to continue to do the follow on. And I, my whole life opened up for me. And so that was a huge transition from thinking about just um, basically living in these two to three year um, pockets between my check-ins um, because they always were looking at me saying, um, you know, it will come back, it will come back. And when it comes back, that's not a good thing um, because it generally at that point, um, it's pretty quick. Um, so all of a sudden it was, I have this short life to, uh, I have, I get to live a long life just like um, everyone else. And so the strange part about that, while I was really happy, it also was an interesting, um, I had to let go of this um, sort of personality, not a personality, but I, um, uh, sort of a persona, I suppose, that I took on as far as living in these chunks of life. And mm-hmm. um, it was part of my identity of who I was. And letting go of that was a was just a process I had to work through. And so it was interesting to think about this model in relationship to that. And one of the things that I have learned through learning about this model is that it's important to celebrate um, and mark those transitions that helps you move from the letting go so helps you actually let go and move into that neutral zone and what to redefine what does that actually mean so for me it was redefining what does my life really what can it look like now Mm -hmm. that I'm not living in these two to three year chunks um, and so I'm going to transition us a little bit here as we, um, as I was saying that one of the things that we can do is celebrate, um, and to mark that, uh, the letting go, the ending to mark the ending. And so I've got some things, some, some statistics to share, um, for us to celebrate around this, um, podcast, and by the way, thank yeah. you very much for your story because um, you actually did live the Bridges model and I got to witness it. And to me, it was, it was affirming and, um, and it was beautiful. And I think it's, it just, it feels like a gift to everybody that you had this new awakening. And I think it's, it's just, you're blossoming. Even I always thought you did anyway, but I, you're just blossoming now. I, I see so many possibilities ahead of you. And so thank you for sharing that because I've been wanting to share that for a long time. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, there's a lot I could say. Um, so um statistics statistics yes so um gosh one is i'm just really proud of us for having the courage to do it 
none of us knew anything about running a podcast. <laughs> we just knew that we had a lot of um, knowledge and skill and passion around leadership development. And we wanted to share that. And especially during COVID, we wanted a place for people to um, connect and learn and grow, especially during a time when a lot of companies were cutting out um, learning and development. And so we felt like this was something that we could do to help people. And even though we didn't know what we were doing, we just started and we did it and we learned along the way. So first of all, just, and, and thank you, Trisha, and thank you, Danielle, for being um, on this journey with, you know, as a team. So we, mm -hmm. we had a lot of fun doing this and thank you to the listeners who supported us. So we dropped our first podcast on June 7th of 2020. We had 31, well now 32 with today, 32 mm -hmm. episodes. We had almost 3,000, so 2,944 people who listened. And we're so grateful for that. Um, it was, we know how valuable people's time are. And so, and we got to see over time more and more listeners joining us. And that was really cool. Those listeners um, were from across the United States and Canada, Germany, United Kingdom, and the Netherlands. So how cool is that? Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Um, our most popular episode was in April of 2021, and that was with Michael Hudson um, on coaching, and he talked about leaders as coaches, recent developments um, in the executive, in executive coaching, and the impact that the, that the past year had had on the field of coaching and leadership. Our least popular <laughs> was in September of 2020. And that one was on leading working parents, uh, how to support working parents while still getting um, results during um, the stay at home during COVID. So uh, several people, many people listened to it, but it, it just was, it didn't make our, um, our top list. Um, how many speakers did we have? Yeah, we had seven speak seven. Mm -hmm. You mean guests? We had seven guests. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that was another thing that was um, a huge uh, iteration um, in what we did, and I learned so much from our mm -hmm. guests. It was really my favorite, our favorite um, innovation that we did loved loved the guests in fact I was going to read out who they were so we had Jack Zinger um I'm going to read their quotes too because I thought their quotes were so powerful great leaders are not defined by the absence of weakness but rather by the presence of clear strengths and then of course we had Michael Hudson it's my personal belief that every great leader has somehow one way or another unlocked the ability to coach. We had Katie Kilty, 
what's important right now is that we actually allow space to see each other and to be seen. Gosh, how powerful is that? Mm-hmm. We had um, Melanie Vargas. When you can get yourself out of fear and into solution, magical things start to happen. Amy Yip, the key thing for any leader is to just pause and really try and look at things from a different perspective and see the beauty in everything around us. (laughs) I love that. That's so sweet. Um, And then, of course, we had... um, two of my children, which was super fun. We had um, Chance, uh, Ari Chance and Madison. They were on as well. So if you want to know more about our speakers um, and if you want those quotes, you can go to, um, those are linked off of my my webpage, which is Pinnacle, um, Pinnacle CNC. And we'll give that at the end as well. But those will be up for a while. The podcast will be up for a while. Um, Trisha, how about you? What is What was some of your uh, most memorable moments? You know, I, I loved this whole process all the way through. Um, I had kind of a, a hiccup in 2020 in that I was excited to be sitting in a coffee house with you and Danielle and and uh, throwing <laughs> sticky stuff on the wall in back by the bathrooms. I don't know if you remember that, but we I were do. in like a little hallway and yep. <laughs> there were people drinking coffee all around us and we were just throwing stickies up all over the place. It was so much fun. But that that's the chemistry that I think we've always had. Um, and our, our trio was always so sound, you know, having pinging off each other for great ideas. And always with the listener in mind, which I thought was just perfect. You know, we, we're all service oriented. And so to me, it was an opportunity to actually exercise that in a different way. And then to, I think we took risks that I loved. I love the risks we took. We, we asked for speakers who are known in the world. I mean, we, we did have, there are people that were clearly, if you look at how many speakers listeners we had for a podcast that never really got any advertising. I think we did a wonderful job of pulling in um, really great, great um, guests to share some of their wonderful insights and, and even to posit some, you know, questions and, and points of view that we may not have thought about before. So I thought, I thought it was just so interesting to have you know, every month for a while to have a, have a guest come on and just spark some new life into maybe a topic that really wasn't that new. Um, I, I loved the, the energy that came out of this podcast. I loved going on site or going on Spotify and seeing how many people actually went in and looked at it. Um, And I liked the process. You know, I, I believe that we are, um, professionals who have, we're sages, basically. We have a great deal of experience and knowledge, and we know how to reach people. And this was a new, a new venture for us, and we learned that we can do it. So those are things that I liked. Um, 
I loved actually. I loved having um, people like Michael and Amy and and um, Katie and and Melanie and Jack on because it, it it was just so important I think for them to reach other people too. You know, we were in a, at a time when you know Jack was you know broadcasting from his home just yeah. the way we were, you know, and and um, he was you know, because of COVID, he wasn't going anywhere. And this is a man who's usually on a plane anywhere in the world, but uh, it just, the timing was right for us. Yeah. So those are, those are things that I, I felt were really important um, and really, I think, made, made the podcast and made the whole experience a positive one for me. And it made me want to keep doing things like this. You know, I, I love that. I got a new energy out of this, this experience and working with you, Crystal is always a joy. It is. It's like, we, we all ping off each other. Like I said before, and new ideas come up and energy is high all the time. And it's, it's not false energy. You know, it is, it's like getting ready or going for it. If you were to look at the, the cycle of renewal from the Hudson Institute, it's like, we're either getting ready or we're going for it. And <laughs> I don't feel the doldrums ever, you know, when, yeah. when we're doing things like this. So that's, I think we made a positive difference too. I think there are some people who actually gained from this. I know some of the people who listen to our podcast and their reactions and their feedback was always, you know, su surprisingly, um, wonderful you know it was positive it was it made me feel like we should keep doing things yeah because you know it was just it made me feel like we were doing something that was worthwhile so that's what that's what I gained from it I'm not sure if that answered the question exactly but it is how I feel about this podcast it was it was a good thing for us it was it came at the right time for the world and for us right absolutely yeah 100 percent. I agree um yeah, that the, the timing was right. It was right for us. It was right for the world. Um, it gave us a connection um, during these challenging times. I, I also had that same sense of energy. Um, I love learning. I think we all love learning. So while we brought a lot of our own wisdom and our own knowledge, we always um, were looking for articles and new information. And yes. that was always fun to explore. And I, I learned from you, I learned from Danielle, and I learned from our speakers. So for me, learning is energizing as well. Mm -hmm. So that was really fun. So if you, you know, as we think about learning and what one or two things did you learn that you think are going to serve you well in 2022? You're supposed to say, that's a good question. That is no. a really good question. <laughs> it's a really good question. That's, that's the, right. The, a really good question makes you think, right? And so sorry for the dead space there for a second. No, I'm but kidding. I was thinking, and I think, Gosh, so many things that I learned. Um, 
I, I think one thing that I learned from probably all of them, all of the speakers, um, and I also learned this through us taking steps forward and just doing the podcast, is the importance of knowing your own passion. So I think mm -hmm. of Katie Kilty and her passion for working with Olympic coaches and athletes mm -hmm. and um, and she followed that passion and has really made a difference in the world. And Michael Hudson, as he's his passion around coaching and really believing that coaching is what will help um, leaders be better and, and, um, make a positive contribution. And I think of, um, Melanie and her resilience and Amy with just taking that huge leap and leaving Google, mm -hmm. um, what that meant to her and, um, having the courage to do it. So um, and, you know, Jack, of course, had followed his um, passion his whole life. And now I think that's his daughter, right? That's working with him. And so he, that's his legacy, right? Actually, it's, it's his partner's daughter. Oh, is it his partner's daughter? Yes. Okay. So, yes. yeah, still legacy. Yes. Um, and it was really fun also. Um, to hear about that from my own kids. And of course we talk a lot, but to hear them the way they expressed it in the podcast and to see them talk about their passions uh, kind of in a little different way. So I, for me, it was that learning of knowing what your passion is and then to have the courage to follow it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. You and know, we I did it with the podcast, right? We we said this is gonna this is our passion. We want to express it. We want to make a contribution, and we did it. Yes, we did. Yeah, you're right. You know, I think if if I were to think about what I learned, you were talking about, you know, the um, the energy basically, and the and the passion for, you know, Michael's passion and and Katie's passion and how that commitment, that resolve to follow that, because, you know, you can have a passion for something, but sometimes staying with it is hard, you know, so it's that, it's that stick-to-itiveness, if you will, or it's that, you know, that resolve to, you know, even if the times get hard to keep doing it, because there's a reason why, you know, you have a passion, but, and I think when I thought about um, those things that stood out for me, I'd have to say Melanie Melanie's story was just so impactful for me. You know, the fact that, you know, she just launched her business and COVID hit and yeah. she was concerned about even having a business yep. and would she be able to do anything because she was counting on everything being live and in person. And now she was going to have to rethink everything and how she worked through her own anxieties around this to to rise above it, to find a whole new way to 
to live her passion. And to me, it was that total resilience, that resilience that I also think of Amy because, yeah. you know, Amy left to go do some volunteer work in Ghana and it was going to be, you know, weeks, not months and well, or just several weeks. But when COVID hit and they closed the country, she had to stay there for many months. And then it was off to another country, Croatia, and they had similar issues and, you know, she wasn't vaccinated so she couldn't leave. And, you know, those kinds of things that keep you away from your family for over a year. And to miss every holiday that you know to be dear, you know, with your family. Fortunately, she had her husband with her, but it was, um, what, what I found was so resilient about that is that she could have just taken herself into the deepest, darkest place, but she grew her business while she was on the road. And she did public speaking and she started focus groups and she did, you know, different um, workshops and all sorts of things that, that kept her business alive. She took on coaching and she was doing, you know, many people at a time. So I was thinking, you know, there's, there's resilience there as well. She took really a, a really crummy situation and turned it into gold for herself. So, you know, and I think I heard that from every one of our speakers in some form or fashion. So what that told me, and, and I realized that, you know, the three of us have had our own challenges over the last few years. And, and just listening to people like them is inspiring. I found myself being inspired a lot by, by just having our podcast and by listening to these wonderful present or not presenters, sorry, these guests, I keep using the wrong word, but that <laughs> um, they were guests. And I was so glad that they, they gave us their time. So, you know, I learned a lot about my own resilience and, um, and also about my, my own thinking that sometimes limits my ability to move forward. And I've had to, I've really worked on that. I've done a lot of journaling and I've been working on, you know, testing the waters and doing things that are a little risky sometimes because it's the right thing to do. And um, I think that the podcast was good for me too. I grew. So it's wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Tricia. So as we come to a close, um, I just wanted to share, um, as we often do, an article. <laughs> so this is an HBR article, and it's uh, called The Art of Letting Go by Tony Schwartz. And he, he poses four questions to ask when you're trying to decide and think about and reflect on, am I ready um, to let go? Should I let go? And those four questions are, do I have a feeling in my gut that it's time to let go? So it's being really being aware of yourself and how you internally sort of somatically, how do you feel about this? Do I have a feeling in my gut? Question two, how important will this seem to me in six months? Question three, how important will this seem to me in two years? And question 
four, is there a more enjoyable and productive way I could be investing my time and energy right now? And the formula is, if the answer to one and four, so one again was, do I have a feeling in my gut that I should make this change? Four is, is there a more enjoyable and productive way I could be investing my time and energy right now? So if you answer yes to one and four, then the answer is um, yes, it's time to let it go. For question two and three, if the answer is not much, so how important will this seem to me in six months and how important will this seem to me in two years? If it's not, not all that important, then it's also time to let it go. Um, so just uh, as you're reflecting and thinking about what are the things that I might want to let go of as I move into 2022, that, that's just a little um, formula, little tool to take with you. Um, and again, that was um, an HBR article. So you can find an HBR, you can Google it, The Art of Letting Go by Tony Schwartz. Leaving you know, it's, with, oh, go ahead. Just leaving you no, with the tool. Say, that's <laughs> a, and that's a great tool. I think, you know, simple questions um, and sometimes not so easy answers, right? Yeah. Because you have, to, you have to do some soul searching. And as I think about, you know, the podcast coming to a close. And if we were to put those four questions to the podcast, right? Yeah. I, I think for me anyway, it would only be one in four that would cause me to have to say it's time to let go. And it's not because it's really not that I feel badly about the podcast, but yeah. I feel in my gut that we've done our work yeah. and that we've that we've done a good job and that it's time to move on. Um, yeah. And I think that there are even more exciting things to do in the future that would not have been possible had we not done this. So yes. I'm, I think we're ready. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And um, so any of our listeners who follow us on our social media um, or through LinkedIn um, do be watching um, we, we, there are exciting things ahead. Mm -hmm. So this is, um, while this is the end of leadership and lattes, um, and it's an important and necessary thing for us to, uh, let it go. We anticipate that by letting this go, um, that will open up opportunities for something new, something new and even better. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. yeah. Any um, any last words? Um, you know, as we we've been closing out for mm -hmm. the last few months with the um, the notion of um, each of us having our perspective about mm -hmm. mine is heart, yours is impact anything yeah. from an impact perspective as a takeaway that you'd want to share with the audience sure you know i i think i have to hope that the impact we've had on listeners has been positive and that it has been important for some who have taken the information and in, that they've gleaned from 
our podcasts and actually can find a way to use it. Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, it, it had a wonderful impact on me. You know, it, um, it took me out of a time when I was not really seeing a lot of opportunity uh, moving forward to one where I am excited now and feel like I'm just re, re my whole energy for work and um, and my craft is just totally re-energized and so the impact on me has been great and I'm hoping that as a result my impact on others is going to be as well so that's I, I, I just have to say one last thing and that is that I'm so grateful um, to um, you and to Danielle for having, you know, the courage to be on this with me. And, um, and I also want to thank the people who listened in and thank you for taking the time and, you know, giving us some, you know, a feeling that, or the notion that we actually made a difference for you for a while. So thank you so much. Thanks, Tricia. Um, and how about the heart? Yeah, from the heart. Um, I think I would circle back around to what I opened with regarding the feeling of bittersweet. I think uh, with with thinking about the heart, that it's important to to recognize that we're strong enough to hold both those emotions in our heart the mm -hmm. happiness and the sadness, the sadness of, of letting that go and the, the happiness to celebrate the goodness and the good things that we did with this podcast. And also the anticipation, the happiness around um, that there's space now for something new um, mm -hmm. as well. So holding those um, in our in our heart, knowing that we have the strength to hold both of those and to feel both of those, uh, but, and that it's okay to 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 actually experience both those emotions. So that would be the heart. So, and I want to just also one more time say thank you to our listeners. Um, we have so enjoyed having you along on this journey with us. Um, and maybe it's a little bittersweet for you as well. A little happiness, a little sadness. And we hope that we've had this impact, as Trisha was saying, a positive impact on you. Um, we hope to see you in a new venture in the new year. So in closing, um, if you do want to find out more about us and what we're up to, please um, go to um, my website, um, and that is thepinnaclecc.com. That's thepinnaclecc.com. We do still have our email. Um, that's leadershipandlattes at gmail.com. We'll have that for a while longer, leadershipandlattes at gmail.com. So if there's any comments that you want to leave us there, feel free um, to do that. Feel free to share anything. If something's been particularly helpful to you or impactful, we'd love to hear about it. And um, thank you always um, for 
um, your support, your technical support, um, that chance. We appreciate that. Ari Chance Roberts. Absolutely. <laughs> um, he's been such an important partner on our journey. And um, and uh, what I would normally say is please subscribe to our podcast. It's free. It will be out there for a while. So you can subscribe um, and, and we'll leave up the podcast um, for a while so people can go back and, and revisit some of those. Um, and feel free to share it with other leaders like yourself um, that would benefit. So uh, thank you. I'm gonna say thank you to um, Danielle, even though she wasn't able to be with us today. And, um, and of course, Trisha for co-hosting with me. It's been, it's been a blast. And thank you, Crystal. Yes. And we look forward to what, what comes next for us. And thanks again to our audience for listening. Uh, please take care and happy new year. Happy new year. Bye.